maybe you just really like the thought of that diet, but did you really like it? How sucky would it be for our partners to treat us that way, where if we slipped up one day, they wouldn't take care of us or they wouldn't care for us as much? That would be an awful, awful toxic relationship. But that's kind of what happens with diets. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. Up until recently, I didn't really think about dieting, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. And here I go with my binary thinking again, but I really didn't question the efficacy of diets. I just thought, you know, to each their own. If it works for you, great. If you learn something about yourself from a diet, then even better. In my mind, I always thought you could just take bits and pieces of each diet and move on, that you shouldn't be bound to it forever. And yes, people actually learn sometimes really insightful things about themselves whenever they go into a diet. For example, you know, going into Whole30, some people might learn that certain foods are more energizing and they feel this energy that they never felt before. Great. Other people learn with fasting, for example, that I do feel hungry at 11 a.m. instead of noon. And sometimes I just got to eat at 11 instead of noon. And... I think those are really insightful pieces of information that you get to learn about yourself. Certain foods are more energizing. I get hungry at other times. I think a diet, quote unquote, helps to sometimes sharpen those cues, but most times it does the opposite. And the issue usually is the fact that a lot of us feel bound to those rules forever. Those rules don't take into account special occasions or what you're supposed to do at a dinner out or when the diet is over. What are you supposed to continue? Do you have to continue it for the rest of your life? Or are there certain rules that you can walk away from? A huge fear after a diet is over is, yeah, what do I take away from it? And if I stop embracing every single rule, will I balloon up to the weight that I originally was? And so there's really two sides to diets, two different types of takeaways from diets. The first type of takeaway is usually more positive. It's the type of takeaway that you learn how you feel based on how you eat, and you're more keenly aware of how your body feels throughout the day. And you might notice that your hunger is a little bit sharper, your fullness you notice a little bit more keenly, especially if you were someone that was more of a mindless eater to begin with. And that's great. If you learn more about yourself and you cultivate more awareness during a diet, that's all good. That's the positive. But then there's the dark side of diets. The second set of takeaways is a little bit more negative and it basically leads you to know that certain rules lead to a certain outcome. Every diet has a certain set of rules and with each different type of diet, you might notice your body changing in different ways. It's kind of scary to know that without these rules, what's next? If I don't follow these rules perfectly like I've been doing for the past few weeks, what will happen? The unknowing, that's the tricky part and that's the slippery slope. And so in my experience personally, and also working with patients, it's that a lot of the time, of course, diets work to some extent, but only, only for the short term. 
And what happens next is that usually it erodes the trust you have with your body. It's because it erodes how you approach food. Because in the beginning, you know, following the rules is easy and weight loss is easy, but then those rules become harder and harder to maintain. And you think, oh, but I have to follow these rules. And then you don't actually get to enjoy what you're eating. And it takes energy to follow those rules. And sometimes those rules go up against what you truly actually want. And that's where the stress comes from. You know, your body's wants go up against what you should be doing on a diet. And that clashes. So when I first read the chapter in the intuitive eating book on rejecting the diet mentality, personally, I thought, okay, whoa, this is very cult-like. Do we all have to be on a crusade to ban all diets? Should we just shun every form of dieting? It just seemed very extreme, that take. But every bit of research surrounding that chapter just made sense. The bit about how two-thirds of dieters end up gaining more weight than what they started off with or the fact that 80% of people who start a diet are unable to maintain that weight loss after five years, or the fact that 30% of dieters end up having a disordered relationship with food, and then a fraction of those people go on to have a full-blown eating disorder. All of those statistics, the risk is just too high to promote any type of dieting. And in my own experience, I remember being in high school And it started out with me just eating less fat. I thought, okay, I'm just going to reduce some of the fat. I'll just eat less of the, the fatty cuts of meat. I'll no longer use the cream cheese. I'll just have a plain bagel. And then it, it became me counting calories. I graduated and I thought, okay, now I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to start knowing the numbers to things. And then I only allowed myself to eat certain things and not others. And there was a lot of fear around things like cream cheese and peanut butter and peanuts and things like that. And so I wasn't even at that point necessarily following anything specific. I just knew that over time I had organically landed myself into an eating disorder and it just kind of was a snowball. I didn't really think too much about it. It just became a more and more all-consuming habit. It's really easy for numbers to take the lead. It's, a, it's easy for our appearance to run the show. And the thing is, though, nothing about food and eating and our relationship with food is that linear. Whereas numbers and rules are logical, they're usually binary, you follow the rule or you don't, you go under the calorie goal or you don't. But the thing is, our relationship with food is just like any other relationship. For example, take a human, take a partner that you have had in the past or maybe you're dating right now or you're with, and would you think, oh, he or she was good today, so... I'll reward him or her with a massage later. Or if he or her was bad today, I won't help him or her make dinner. Okay, maybe we all kind of do that, to be quite honest, a little bit deep down inside, but it's not always so linear. We're not always following that that rule every day. And how sucky would it be for our partners to treat us that way, where if we slipped up one day, they wouldn't take care of us or they wouldn't care for us as much. That would be an awful awful toxic relationship but that's kind of what happens with diets 
So the question is, should we give up the thought of all diets forever? Is that the true answer that we just kind of say goodbye to it and never open that Pandora's box again? Honestly, that would probably be a good step. (laughs) The thing is, if the only positive part of a diet is the fact that it helped you maybe cultivate more awareness and mindfulness, then by all means, you can just focus on those two things. You don't need a diet with its rigid rules to help you be aware and mindful of how you eat. You can very much practice mindful eating and intuitive eating without any rules because at the end of the day, you'll come to realize how certain foods make you feel. With just a little bit of knowledge on what a balanced way of eating means, you can direct your own path. A balanced way of eating means really diversity that there's a little bit of everything in your in your day-to-day, that you're not just eating, for example, bagels and cream cheese every day, that there's a little bit of color, there's a little bit of protein. All humans just need a little bit of all food groups, and that's kind of common sense, and you can create your own path making that happen. So going back to dating, just like dating gurus who tell you the do's and don'ts of dating, and okay, sure, they're interesting to think about sometimes, But who actually follows those rules to a T? If you were bound to dating rules, you would probably not have a very healthy relationship and it would be very tiring because that would be the antithesis of authentic. Dating rules tell us to be mysterious, to hide our true self, to not poop for the first X number of years, (laughs) to not fart, to be sexy and cute and really just be this person that we probably aren't deep down inside. And for each relationship, usually we feel it out, right? We feel it out organically and we naturally go into it, learning about the other person, what they want, what we want, how our dynamics gel together. And you kind of just go with the flow. If your person is a morning person and you're a night person, you go with the flow and you take advantage of the time that you two are both functional and do stuff together, right? You adjust. But the thing is, dating rules, they don't adjust along with each stage of your relationship. Diets and dieting rules, they don't adjust based on your your life stage. You know, it doesn't take into account if you're a mother who's trying to raise two toddlers, nor does it take into account maybe you're in your teenage years and some things just don't apply. Dieting just isn't supportive in that way. It doesn't know you. Instead, you have to fit your life around it. Just like how with clothes, clothes are supposed to fit you and highlight the good parts. You're not supposed to fit into clothes. Learning how to be a normal, intuitive eater is really like learning how to be a good communicator in a relationship. That is literally the heart of a healthy relationship because when you can communicate what you need and learn about what your partner needs, you can coordinate and match accordingly. But if you don't learn to communicate, it's very easy for things to tumble and crumble because people change and we have changing needs. And if you think about intuitive eating, it's like learning how to communicate with yourself. What do I need at this time? What in my life is contributing to my emotional eating? If you could ask your body, hey body, what do you need and how can I meet your needs? It's all about matching what your body wants and what you need and listening to it. 
listening is the most important component. We were made with two ears and one mouth. And so we have to learn to be in tune with our body. That's what attunement means. Attunement to your hunger, attunement to your fullness, attunement to your energy levels. That's that's really what being attuned means. I want you to take a close, hard look at each diet you've been on thus far and how has it affected your relationship with your body? Did it help you communicate with your body or did it disconnect you from your body? Has it served you in any way, positive or negative? If you learn from each diet, great. Take the positive gems with you, but leave the other stuff behind, especially the linear binary rules that just are too rigid. So if we think about diets as an X, you know, it's okay to want to still go back and drunk text sometimes. Maybe that glimmer of hope of maybe the next diet will help me lose weight. Let that go a little bit. And I hope you have a good group of people in your life to help you snap out of it. Or if not, maybe you have curated a a social media feed with body positive, anti-diet influencers or dietitians so that you can stay strong because breakups are weird diets are weird maybe you just really like the thought of that diet but did you really like it that's what I want you to reflect on so that's all for today thank you so much for letting me into your ears I will talk to you guys more next time maybe about even dating so this was a fun episode and I'll talk to y'all soon